Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Matthew. Bob the Builder. Zena Furosa Skywalker. And Kelby Bonkschlager. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while. We got one week left here as senior, so we're going to push out two podcasts. It's going to be our final podcast on NBA content as we are halfway through the second round of the NBA playoffs as we get you set for the NBA finals here just over a month. Let's start with, I think, the surprise so far, and that doesn't have anything to do with the playoffs in itself, but rather the MVP was announced this morning, and it is Serbia's Nikola Jokic for the Denver Nuggets who pulls off, I think, a surprising win, and I I believe a deserving one. I think most of the people at this table would agree. I know Jared's thoughts already, Absolutely. so I want to I wanna get to you, Jared. How do you feel about this? Well, I don't like Joel Embiid. Neither do I. I don't like his play style, so I'm glad he kind of glad he didn't win it. And also, Jokic put up like one of the most efficient seasons ever since like Wilt Chamberlain. And I feel like, I mean, sometimes advanced stats are like crazy, but you can't really overlook efficiency. And I mean, I know they got bounced in the first round of the playoffs, but like that's not like you don't look at that in the MVP and a six seed. Like that's not even that bad considering you're second and third options were both injured so yeah i think he deserves it logan how do you feel yeah i mean i was a big advocate for joel Embiid. i don't like joel Embiid, but he did have a crazy good season the sixers were a good team are a good team i mean but obviously the playoffs don't count but i mean there's no denying how good Jokic is or how good of a season he had and like if you look at the injuries that his team dealt with this year like it was it was Jokic and like Will Barton and Bones Highland. And the fact that he was able to drag that team to a sixth seed is kind of crazy. Don't forget about Monte Morris. And my favorite, Jeff Green. Is, is Jared Vanderbilt still there? No. No, he's been gone for a while. He's in Minnesota. Oh. Um, but well, I that's, think that's, yeah, when, that's, that's, why, that's when that team went down. When, when right. Jeff Green is getting minutes on your team, you know you have nothing. Not only do we have Jeff Green, we have Jermichael Green. Green yeah. The Jug Greens. And Facundo Campazzo. But I don't think yeah. he plays very much. All right. So I'm glad Voter Fatigue 2 didn't make him not win. Yeah. yeah. Again, um, speaking of Voter Fatigue, I was thinking about this earlier. Do we really believe that if Giannis hadn't won two straight MVPs that he wouldn't be the legit contender again this year? With the season he had again, statistically, he's uh, he's outbeaten Embiid. I mean, mm. yeah, Giannis is the best player <laughs> in the league right now, yeah. in my opinion. Like, I don't know how you can watch him play and say there's people better than him. Like, yes, he doesn't shoot as well as, say, like Kevin Durant, but, you know, Giannis wins games. Yeah. I think this year, it, very similar to the NFL, there was not one standout superstar. So it kind of just came down to overall who had the best season. Mm-hmm. And I think Jokic was the right choice, even though his team only went in the first round of the playoffs. I don't think it should be based on that, and I'm glad it wasn't. All right, now it's time to cut into the actual playoffs. Let's start with the West, because I think, in my opinion, the West is more exciting. Um, oh, I disagree. I, <clears throat> yeah. Based on the way the series have gone, you might be right. But I think, overall, I think your winner is coming from the West and not the East. So, you know what? You want to start with the East? Doesn't matter. All right. Let's just start with the East. Let's start with the series last night. Heat 76ers. We have a Heat fan here. So, Jared, I'm going to let you 
vent about your frustrations. It was... I, the first two games were fine. The second game, okay, they lost. They had a bad game. But, like, the f- game four was just so frustrating to watch. Like, if you look at the... Um, the stats, like, the Heat and the Sixers were pretty much identical, like, rebounds, like, regular field goal percentage, like, fouls. I think the refing was horrible last night. I don't think it favored either team necessarily, but the refing was just bad. But the Heat shot, like, I think it was less than 20% from three. The, the Heat shot 7 of 35. It was so really bad. On the dot. So, the Heat in the regular season were the best three-point shooting team in the league at, like, upwards of, like, 40%. So... Hopefully that doesn't happen again. And also, I don't know what they were doing guarding Joel Embiid at the beginning of the game. They were putting, like, Bam Adebayo was switching at the top of the key, and they were putting, like, small guards trying to, like, front Joel Embiid, and then it's, like, an easy lob pass. So if they figured that out from the beginning, I think it would have been a closer game. And also James Harden had a really good game. He wasn't missing towards the end, just crazy step-back contested threes. So I don't really think... Hopefully that doesn't happen again, and the Heat are going home too, so I think home crowd advantage is really big, so hopefully they can win the next couple games. And if Jimmy Butler keeps playing like he is, then I don't know. I'm not too worried about it since they're going home. Logan, how do you feel about the Heat and the Sixers? Do you think there's a favorite to win this series now? Um, What's your reaction? Yeah, personally, I favor Philly because... I mean, Joel Embiid comes back, you win two straight. Granted, Philly was at home, but, I mean, I've been high on the Sixers since they traded for Harden. Even if Harden's not playing his best ball in his career right now, like, he's he's still a good player and a good presence to have on that team. So, I mean, pairing that with Embiid, like, the way they play the game, they get lots of free throws. And do they abuse that? Yes, but, like, I don't blame them because that comes down to officiating. So if, if they have a competitive advantage there, like, I mean, I don't like it, but I, I don't hate them for abusing that. And I, I think they're going to continue to abuse that at least through this round. Like, you, you can't have Jimmy Butler drop 40 and Bam drop 21 and both of them shoot above 60% and still lose by eight. Yeah, it's just that's, that's not going to win you games. So it was all the shooters, like all of them were bad. Why do yeah. you think Duncan Robinson didn't play? Well, I honestly don't know because he he had 27 shooting like 80% from 3 in the first game against the Hawks and then he just got benched and we're paying him 90 million dollars to sit on the bench. So I mean, when he's he like plays scrappy defense, but like I guess Max Struess is a better defender and when but Max Struess is like I guess Gabe or um Duncan Robinson's also like super streaky, but Max Drews is in a slump right now. So, yeah. By the way, like, Gabe Vincent has been. I don't know. Sorry, not Gabe Vincent. Uh, Kyle Lowry has been awful. Well, Kyle Lowry's been injured, so I'm not really sure why he played so many minutes, and yeah, he's not shooting efficiently. And also, um, there's there was a couple times yesterday where Kyle Lowry like drove to like the paint and had a wide open floater or layup, and he passed it up. So. I just I don't really know why he's not confident finishing around the basket, but there was a couple he he pulled a couple of Ben Simmons yesterday if I'm being completely honest. So that was also kind of frustrating. Well, he ain't getting younger either. Yeah. But um I'm with Logan. I think the Sixers have the front path to win this series at this point. I think we also learned something about James Harden yesterday, and that is Harden can't do it by himself anymore. At this point in his career, 
he is not successful in a situation <clears throat> where he's pretty much playing one on five. Um, he struggled in the first two games of the series, but ever since Embiid came back, there was a fire, and mm-hmm. I think Embiid helps light that torch. So it's interesting. I think the dynamic of Embiid and Harden is starting, finally starting to figure it out. I think they mm-hmm. can win the East. I think they can win this series. I think the Heat win in six. I don't think they lose at home. If I'm being honest. And then they go back in Philly and win in Game Six. Well, yeah, but then they play Game Seven at home. City has the Heat and Oh yeah, my bad. Use, yeah, you using, know what I meant. Using that logic. Yeah. But. Uh, I mean, they do have home home field, <laughs> home court advantage for the next <laughs> three, uh, two of the next three games. So I we'll see. The series yeah. is two two split. I don't think either team out. loses at home, which is why I think the Heat win the series. All right, fair point. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the Celtics and Bucks. Um, this has been a very, very interesting series that has seen back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and the Bucks lead 2-1 for tonight's game, game four. Um, how do we feel about this series? I think we're, this has gone exactly go as ahead. many anticipated. No, sorry, go ahead. We're, we're in Milwaukee, right, tonight? We are in Pfizer Forum tonight. Yeah, no, I think this series is over then. Okay. I think it Milwaukee wins tonight, and that's that. I, if it was in Boston, it would be a different story because then I'd probably take Boston tonight. But, I mean, didn't the the Bucks did lose a home game to the Bulls? Did, yeah. No. They did. no. Yes, they did. Bulls won game two. It was. Oh, that's right. The Bucks started. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Like as a Bulls fan, I'm gonna call fluke on that. Um. They just had an off night that night, and you're not stopping Giannis. The Bucks' only loss in this series is by 20. So, mm-hmm. my question is to Jaron: What do the Bucks need to do to go up 3-1? <laughs> they need to do what they've done the games where they didn't lose by 20. Let Giannis do his thing and uh, like facilitate the offense and play defense and have Jason Tatum. Drop ten points, and then, and I think they're good. Yeah. Nobody thinks the Celtics have a chance in this series. Well, I think they do, but like Matthew Meyer would beg to differ. Yeah, I was I, gonna say. I think the Celtics do have a chance, but I, <laughs> I think they're definitely not favored considering they have. They're, I mean, they're obviously down two one, but being in Milwaukee tonight does not help that case at all. I think it's going to be 2-2 by the end of the night. Uh, I think Celtics go into Milwaukee and win a game, and we're tied to 2-2, and we have a whole different conversation. I'd like to see that. but well, My I mean, problem is the last game, like like their second and like third options, like Jalen Brown and Al Horford played really well. So if I don't know if they're going to continue to play. I mean, Jalen Brown maybe, but like I don't know if Al Horford's going to put up 22-16 and 16 again. This is Al so. Horford's third stint in Boston, and he's had a pretty good year this year overall. I remember him being a fantasy impact early yeah. on, and he, he's been good this year. Um, yeah. He always fits well in the system, and you never know. you got you got to watch out for him. He's not a guy you can just leave wide open and expect yeah. him to do nothing. I'm just concerned that the Bucks have maybe, after a f- couple games, have figured out Jason Tatum and how to stop him. So I don't know if that was just a fluke for Jason Tatum or if that's going to continue for the rest of the series, but we'll see. They need Marcus Smart healthy as well, which they did not have in game three. Really really what it comes down to is the play of Drew Holiday and and Brooke Lopez. I mean, if you look at the two games they won, Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez played pretty obviously better in both of those games, which, yeah. I mean, makes sense. Drew Holiday but, has like, surprised me on offense. What what Boston needs to do 
instead of focusing so much on Giannis, which I mean you have to do because like it's Giannis, but like the Bucks just won by two and Giannis dropped 42, 8, and 12 on over 50%. Like He had 12 assists? Rebounds. 12 boards. Oh. I, I usually list points, assists, and rebounds. You're good. But, um, like, Drew Holiday dropping 25 is huge. Brooke Lopez dropping 13 and 10, huge. I mean, Portis had 9 and 7. Pat Connaughton, 11 and 8. Sorry, sorry. Now, now I'm saying rebounds second. That Wait, Connaughton had 8 rebounds? Yeah. Okay, the Celtics got to do better than that on the boards. Like, Come on. Yes, they, they need to rebound better. I mean, I guess the Bucks only out-rebounded them by 3, so... It was close, but yeah, both teams shot like crap from three, like 27%, 26%. In the battle of ugly games, the Milwaukee's going to win because of what they bring in an inside presence. All right. They're experienced too, so I think that's worth noting. But, I mean, yeah, you're not going to stop Giannis no matter what. No. So you really need to limit everyone else and then play average defense on Giannis and then just hit a lot of shots in offense. Because Tatum's capable of doing that, but, like, Tatum dropping 10, not going to work. That's, that's not, not going to happen. Yeah, that's not going to happen. And in game game one, when the Bucks also won, Tatum dropped 21. Like, Tatum needs to match Giannis if they want a chance in this series. The game they won, Tatum had 29. Jalen Brown had 30. You, you need big scoring outputs if you're going to match Giannis. Well said. All right, we're going to move to the West in the series that I can't stand more than anything in my life, and that's Grizzlies-Warriors. Um, <clears throat> I hate being in a household with a Warriors fan because um, I hate the Golden State, and it's like it's like having a Patriots fan, and Derek would know a thing or two about that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mm, but, jaws out. Warriors are up 2-1. Over. I mean, we've seen what the Grizzlies have done without Ja in the regular season, yeah. so... Maybe Desmond Bain just decides to go crazy and drop 40. Like, I don't know. D'Anthony Melton is starting in his place tonight. Melton's averaging 17.8 points per game when he's starting in place of John Morant, so let's see what kind of impact he has tonight. Uh, Desmond Bain, obviously, is kind of going to need to be the key piece tonight. This team is like a 10 seed without John Morant. But they played well without him, so. Um, I'm very... 10 seed talent, 1 seed output. I'm really, really torn because... Memphis did play really well without Ja this year. Like, I remember thinking they had no chance. They were playing Phoenix one night, like, late in the regular season without Ja, Jaron Jackson, Steven Adams, or um, Bain. And then one by 20. And, yeah, then they, like, they destroyed Phoenix. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is Golden State in the playoffs. Like, if Ja, over the last three games this series, put up, like, starting from game one and on, 34 points, 10 assists, 9 rebounds, 47 points, 8 assists, 8 rebounds, 34 points, 7 assists, 3 rebounds. And these were all on, like, let's see, 45% or higher in each of these games. And, like, they only took one of those games. And it was because he dropped 47, 8, and 8 on 48%. Like Yeah, that's insane. Like, I, other people on Memphis have to step up. I guess is what it comes down to, is you need more to step up there. Yeah, Bain is struggling in this series. Um, I think the one thing in specific with Golden State, it's Jordan Poole. I think he's been the storyline in the playoffs to this point, and as long as they continue to get the splash uh, triplets, that's what I call them now, running, 
and it's what they've been able no. to do this series. Jordan Poole's the Splash son. <laughs> yeah. I He's like Splash that. Baby. Splash fams. <laughs> no, yeah. so I like Splash Baby. Splash yeah. Baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember him hitting that shit. His career started the minute he put Michigan on the map <laughs> against Houston. It's when yeah. his series started. Uh, it's when his career started, and it's when uh, the Warriors realized they've got a guy and had a real chance of winning. Um, and I think at the end of the day, the Warriors are going to win this series in five games. The Warriors are going to cruise to the finals. And ultimately, at the end of the day, I think they by far have the best chance to win out of anybody. Um, and it's it's not because of just Steph and Clay; It's because of everything they've built around them that has allowed them at this point to succeed. So I think that's good enough for Grizzlies Warriors. we got one series left here. Uh, and we've got Amon, our guest visitor, here for, to talk about. How about Phoenix Dallas? You got Phoenix Dallas ready? You got some things? Yeah, I got some things to say. All right, I'll let you take the floor. How do you feel about Phoenix tied 2-2 with the Dallas Mavericks? How do you feel about this series? I was watching the game yesterday. It was getting a little bit chippy, a little bit chippy. Um, kind of surprised it's 2-2 now, though. Yeah, me too. I didn't get to watch the whole game yesterday, but Chris Paul was struggling in the first half. And Luka, man, he's on the ground like every other play. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good series right now. I don't know. The Suns aren't playing as well as I thought they would. Phoenix, they got some work to do, and then the Mavs have been looking pretty solid. So, I think the big takeaway for me specifically is the fact that the Suns struggled against New Orleans and are now struggling against Dallas. There is no room for failure against Golden State, Memphis. There, there's just no room for these kind of mistakes. So... How worried are we about Phoenix, not just in this series, but in total? I'm worried because Davis Bertans is back to his prime self. <laughs> yeah, I saw that <laughs> yeah, yesterday. <laughs> yeah, 12 straight points. Yeah, that, that was all he did, though. He had one other rebound, and that was that was the night for Davis Bert- Bertans. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> he went on a huge run. that yeah. Literally, he kind of changed the game, mm-hmm. and uh, he scored 12 straight, and they never looked back from there. So, yeah. I don't think Dallas wins this series. I think the Suns are going to win the next two games just like they did with the Pelicans and prove, yeah, no, we're fine. But if they get off to this start against Golden State, against Memphis, they're done. They're gone. Uh, I think, like I said, this is Warriors to lose, I think, in the West at this point. I really believe that. I think this is Golden State's championship and Golden State's conference to lose. No, the Bulls won. No, they did not, Ishmael. But yes, they did. I mean, obviously, like we've talked about, Phoenix is a very good team, but and like like Devin Booker's an incredible scorer, like borderline generational scorer, but they don't have that body like a Giannis, a Kevin Durant that like physically people just can't match up on. Yeah, like and you don't have Chris Paul you, dropping eighteen you, either. You put a really no, good he didn't, did he? <laughs> yeah, what, what did he drop? I don't oh, know. Five. Five. That's what happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> five. five points. Did they lose? Did they lose game? Okay, like game three they lost. He dropped twelve. And guess what? <laughs> game one and two, nineteen and twenty-eight. <laughs> our theory works. Yeah, our theory is working. I yeah, I had a take. Yeah. Zero point second half because he got ejected. Yeah. Amon, I had a take like at the start of the playoffs. I said something like we were talking about Phoenix not having like a crazy, crazy like Kevin Durant or Giannis. And I said something along the lines of, like, 
Like, I was gonna say, like, a bigger number, like, 28 or something like that, but for whatever reason, I was like, Chris Paul is not gonna drop, like, 18 or something like that. <laughs> every we, every game in the playoffs yeah. that Chris Paul has dropped over 18, they've won, and every game he's dropped under, under they've 18, lost, they've lost, and he's not had 18 once. So that has literally been the over-under. If Chris Paul goes over 18, they're winning the game. Sportsbook should be listening to Logan yeah. Key over here. Um, um, my name's actually... Um, oh, that's right. We had an auto-generated name. No, that was just a Logan-generated name. Logan-generated name. Um, sorry, my Kelby Bonkschlager. Yeah, that was that was that was the name. Go for it, Amon. I got the Bucks winning it all, though. Really? Why? If you watch them, the games they dominate, they they look so hard to beat. And Giannis, man, he's and this is without Middleton too. Middleton like, is, is not playing. Middleton. If yeah. they get to the next, I think if they win this round, I think they I think they win it all. I don't know if they because they can shoot too. And Embiid's not stopping Giannis either. There's nobody. Like no one's stopping. stopping like Giannis, like something else. Like and Bam definitely isn't stopping Giannis. Um, my finals is Warriors Bucks 100. percent I think something wrong would have to happen for that not to be your championship at this point. I think all the signs point to the dominating era of the 2010s with Golden State and then the potential new dominating era of the 2020s with Milwaukee. And the thing is with Warriors Bucks too, like Steve Kerr's a great coach. Like honestly, I think they have the best shot to game plan around Giannis than like any other team. Like they had prime LeBron in the finals that they had to go up against and I mean they did blow 3-1 like the other times like yeah, they, they have experience yeah, there. If they can game plan around like LeBron like that, then I think they have a good shot at game planning around Giannis, too, to win. Golden State has not lost a single playoff game. They've only lost – my bad. They've lost one playoff game at home, but they have been a dominating yeah. force at home. Uh, so if they, they will not get home court advantage, though, if they play anybody besides the Sixers um, because of their record. So it's kind of interesting to yeah. see that from there. My my only concern with Golden State is that we haven't seen them yet in this playoff run have to deal with, like, a crazy physical player yet. And, yes, Draymond can match up. And, like, yes, they, they did that years ago in the finals with LeBron. But uh, this is a different team now. Outside of Steph, Clay, and Draymond, everyone else is different. Well, the, so, gri- the Grizzlies except have not for Kavon provided Looney. that. Yeah. Kavon Looney is still around. Championship DNA. Played eight building. minutes in, in uh, game three. But the only big guy they're going to have to worry about in the West is DeAndre Ayton. And he's not anything. And he ain't that. So I'm expecting Warriors-Bucks. We kind of, after the first round, it kind of died down because I think the expectations had reached Warriors-Bucks or failure somewhere. So I think that's a good place to cut it off. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're going to see you on Wednesday for what will be the final podcast. So take care, and until then, peace.